Hey, it's Fan Mail Friday, and one of the many questions that you asked has to do with Joe Adele. And guess what it's about? Should we trade Joe Adele? And who should we trade for? We're going to talk about that. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Johnny and I, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, including Sirius XM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review, just like Rolo from the Republic of Panama did recently. Thanks for the five stars, my friend. And if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for choosing to subscribe to the show. And be sure to click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use this code, Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked on Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We're lifelong fans of this Halos team, and it's our second season here at Locked on Angels. Locked on Everydayers, don't forget to join us on Monday for a full recap of the weekend series against the Guardians and prepare you for the series against the Baltimore Orioles. Just trying to save time. And on today's show, we've got Fan Mail Friday. Lots of questions to get to, Mike. Lots of disappointment among Halo fans. And we did kind of address that yesterday, but let's get to a, uh, a voicemail here. Here we go. Hi, this is Miserable Mark in San Dimas. Thanks so much for uh, taking my... Uh, hopefully you guys listen to this message. Maybe you'll trash it. I don't know. But uh, this this is a very telling weekend. Uh, this is a test for this team, and I think they flat-out failed. Huge F+. Plus. And really, it falls back upon RD, who continues not to invest in development and invest in the proper scouting and headhunting from organizations like the Rays, who are about as scary a team I've seen in the last 15 years. I don't think anybody wants to play the Rays right now. And their payroll is about $60 million. So you tell me, if we don't invest in scouting and development, this team is going isn't going anywhere, and ownership has to change. I think Artie's should be done. I think I think you guys agree with me on that. Artie needs to sell. It's it, nothing will change until the ownership changes. So that's my message for today. Uh, but this is going to be a bleak rest of the year, guys. Uh, unfortunately, the pitching is worse than we think, and the offense can't just continue to carry it because it has been, but that only goes so far. All right, later. Mike, we got a call from Miserable Mark in San Dimas. Listen, Mark shows up whenever the Angels lose and has comments, and so I started (laughs) calling him Miserable Mark. Mark, thank you for embracing the nickname. I hope it's not offensive. You know we're just playing around. Right. How can you be uh, miserable in San Dimas? That's from (laughs) Bill and Jenner from. (laughs) But, Mark, thank you for calling us with your voicemail. And actually, I, I have to agree, Mike. I think the past two series were massive disappointments. The Angels get in their own way and cost themselves games. And so Mark may be miserable, but Mark has a strong point. And by the way, we do listen to every voicemail. Not every voicemail makes it on the show, but just so you know, Mike and I do get to hear all the voice uh, voicemails. Now I I do have to say the Rays uh, luxury tax payroll is 129 million, by the way, not 60 million. (laughs) The, The A's are running on like 50 million right now. So, yeah. but with the raise, the luxury tax payroll, that's the number you want to pay attention to. That's all the money that goes toward the luxury tax. So they are sitting about a hundred million under the luxury tax right now or so, but he's right. The past two series have been disappointments and the angels have cost themselves games. We'll talk about that a little bit later, 
But Mike, he, uh, regards to scouting and development, it's really taken a backseat to Mark's point, especially from 2012 to 2020. It certainly doesn't help that we've had three different GMs over that period of time right. who have all had different philosophies. DePoto yep. traded everybody away. Epler got a bunch of athletic guys who don't know how to play baseball. And then Perry right. Manassian is the third guy to step in. But here's the thing about Perry Manassian. I feel like in the last three years, he's placed greater emphasis on minor leagues and development. And, and we'll talk about why. But there is one thing that Artie Marino said during spring training in an interview. And, and he said that if Perry asks for investment in development, he's going to get it. Now, obviously, we have to take Artie at his word and that's tough know, to do. <laughs> it's tough to do, right? And so uh, that's the problem. Is It's not something that any of us want to do. But there is evidence that Perry does want to improve the minor leagues, the scouting, all of that. Now, a, a big piece of evidence is all the key hires he's made, uh, especially guys from Driveline. If you don't know what Driveline is, so many players go to this company called Driveline in Washington, and they spend their off-season working on things. They have all kinds of R&D research and development and just really highly technical stuff that helps these guys improve. You saw it with like Alex Cobb, Shohei Otani went there. All these guys who have had trouble in the past go to driveline and they really improve their next season. And Perry's hired guys from driveline. Our assistant pitching coach, Bill Hezel, is from driveline. And mm -hmm. so that's a huge plus for us. But also those guys are involved in the minor leagues. Uh, Perry's drafted well. He's addressed the pitching and had the all-pitcher draft. So they're doing the things that we want them to do now, but it feels like 10 years too late, right? It's like this is all stuff that they should have been consistently doing all along. So Mark's right. It's it's taken a back seat. There's not been any investment in it over these last 10 years. We see the production of that, right? We got lucky with guys like Cole Calhoun and Jared Walsh and David Fletcher and whatnot, but but where's the rest of the young studs that we were supposed to have? Eh, they're kind of here and there and not here, especially. Uh, they're more actively involved in the international free agent market, thanks to Perry as well. They had some great signings last year. Uh, those guys do take time to develop because they can be signed at 16 and have a commitment made. And uh, so, so hopefully there's some hope there, Mark. I know you're miserable, Mark. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> but again, you're right. It's not been a priority, but it's starting to turn around. Yeah, and with this team right now, you mentioned it. The last three years, they're starting to develop. They're starting to draft the right guys. And they're trying to bridge the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And the reason why this year is a bit frustrating is because we have a really good roster on paper and we feel like they should be better. We're going to talk in a little bit about the Orioles and the Angels and how they're very similar, but not similar in their win-loss record. Mm -hmm. And what we're facing right now is a duct tape and staples sort of solution that's moving to maybe more wood and nails, right? It's getting a little bit better. And yeah. I just think that we have these expectations for things to be better, but there, there has to be some development and we have to give it time. Unfortunately, with guys like Trout and Otani, we don't want to give it time. We feel like the time should be right now. So I get yeah. the that Mark feels. I think we all feel that. And I think that with this team this year, we also know that they could perform a whole lot better than they have. Let's go to our second voicemail of the day. Uh, my name is Marcos from West Palm, and I watch you guys through YouTube. Uh, I wanted to comment on the how many games we could have won, should have won, 
but did not come through. The reason, I think, is just the team is not playing situational baseball. You can't go swinging for the hills or on the first pitch when you have an opportunity, ducks on the pond, to get a guy home. Your sole job is to get a base hit. I also think all this is coming from the tops, and I think since they got that new batting coach, things have not turned for the best. I think they need to show that they can take the pitcher deeper into the count and at least bloop a hit in and drive a runner in. Situational baseball, we'd won probably 12 more games. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Take that in consideration. Love you guys. Marcos from West Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you for your voicemail and for your thoughts. Mike, what do you think? Just I know that the situation on Wednesday was frustrating, but I don't know. There's a couple of things that I think that we should pull out of, of that voicemail yeah. in terms yeah. of the situational approach. Look, Wednesday's ninth inning against Ryan Presley, super disappointing. Yeah, definitely should have pinch run for Randone. Um, we would have liked to have seen Drury or someone bunt to move those runners over, but here's the way I've been thinking about it since then. Presley just gave up a single to Trout, a home run to Otani, and back-to-back hits to Rendon and Renfro. So it made sense for Drury to get up there and swing it, but it's also frustrating that he struck out. A bunt yeah. would have moved those runners over. The infield's in. Thice's pop-up might have been harder to catch because the infield was in, but he also can't swing at pitch one in that moment, especially when you see what Presley was doing there, right? Yeah, and Ward and Neto have been a good example of this. Ward more recently, but Neto, since he's come up, is they have a great approach at the plate, and they're not swinging at junk. They're actually mm-hmm. swinging at the pitches that are in the zone, which is Marcus Tim's approach. And his approach is good. He said that there will be strikeouts with this approach. But, mm-hmm. John, looking at the stats right now, they're, the Angels are eighth in Major League Baseball in average, and on base percentage, they're 10th in slugging and they're 8th in OPS. So they're they're not bad. They're doing well. Mm-hmm. They're in the top 10. And so we're seeing the victories come because the offense is grinding and doing well. They are 12th in hitting strikeouts it, 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 when they do strike out. So they're kind of in the middle of the pack there. So they're not the worst. They're not the least, right? Like, mm-hmm. but they're also not the best. And with the approach that they had last year versus the approach that they have this year, it seems like they actually are taking the approach this year. Last year, it, did, it never felt like they had it an approach. It was approachless. Yeah. Yes. And 100%. so that's what I like about what they're doing. I just think that there has to be moments, like with Brandon Drury's at bat, where you need to you need to say something to him, like, like shorten up that swing, bro. Like mm-hmm. That's why we were talking about dropping down that bunt, because those runners needed to be moved over because yeah. Ryan Presley's on the ropes in that moment. Exactly, yeah. So, again, at least they have an approach this year, and and by far it's been more successful than last year, and they're not giving all these ABs to guys who yeah. uh, aren't even on the team this year like they were last year. But it comes down to the fundamentals. Stop making errors, misplays, miscues. you got to clean it up. And and the Angels are their own biggest opponent here, Mike. They're, yes. they're the only ones getting in their own way. And, again, cleaning up sloppy defense is something you can do. Right. Um, it's right. not like you're not asking somebody to be something that they aren't, right? Yep. Because they're all professionals and they've all done this before. Yep. It really comes down to cleaning up what they've been doing. Hey, uh, the Angels play the Cleveland Guardians today at 410 Pacific Time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels and coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to tell you why you can remain hopeful about this Halo team 
And we're going to use the Baltimoreals, just trying to save time, as evidence. And we'll explain that coming right up. Today's show is brought to you by So Rare. This is a really revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace. It transforms you as a fan into an owner with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from all across 30 MLB teams. And unlike other fantasy platforms, So Rare managers, they truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, and selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents and the opportunity to win really great rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost to play, so there's a great incentive. And the more that you win, the more that you advance and you're collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn right now. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com. You can draft your team there, free player cards. You can set your lineup and you can start competing today to win really great rewards. Again, that website is SoRare.com slash LockedOn. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. Lockdown Everydayers, join us every day next week as we recap the Guardian series, the series against the O's. And don't forget that the Angels play the Guardians today at 410 Pacific Time. Tyler Anderson is on the mound, coming off a tough start against the Texas Rangers. He walked five batters. He's got to cut those down and throw more strikes. And he's also got to get those ground ball outs yes. for yep. sure. Catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search angels johnny every time we do a fan mail friday there's a inevitable joe adele question yes and so we got a great voicemail from dave who asks about joe adele hello guys how you doing uh, my name is dave and i was just wondering what is the hesitation for not bringing up joe adele and maybe you know get it get him acclimated to this again to the, he's got more talent than anybody on this team i think if, he, if it's harnessed and i think he could make it uh put put Taylor Ward and bring him and put him in Salt Lake City. He needs to have another chance at to, at making a good impression again. Thank you guys. Sorry to be nervous, but hello. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Dave, you don't got to be nervous with us. We're just the super <laughs> halo bros. I love it. I love it. Uh, Johnny, when he talks about Joe Adele, um, I'd actually like to use a point that he made uh, in his in his message about sending him up. He says yeah. he needs to be acclimated to this team because he's a great talent. Yeah. That's what they're doing in the minor leagues right now. Yeah, They're acclimating yeah. Joe Adele to who he is and what he can do. There mm-hmm. is good and there is bad with Joe Adele. The good is the offense, right? Yeah. The offense has been fantastic. Listen to this slash line. 302, 399, 690, and 1.089 OPS. Come on. Dude's got 13 home runs, 28 nice. RBIs, and he's been awesome. And he's been playing left field, and he's done – pretty well in left field he's also Mm -hmm. played a little bit of center field and he's done pretty well in center field the bad for joe adele is probably who he is he's gonna strike out a lot he has a 31 percentage strikeout rate uh his time in right field has not been good so left and center he's been good in right Mm -hmm. field he hasn't been great but johnny i think he just needs a full season in triple a and the reason why he's not on this team is because you have renfro Mm -hmm. and because you have ward and because you have trout and with Brandon Phillips, he's only playing. Gosh, Phillips. Why do I do that every single time? I did it yesterday too. It's good fine. grief. He's Brandon in my mind. Good grief. Sorry about that. Okay, so Brett. Hi, Brett. Uh, thanks for listening. Brett has only played what six games. Yeah, he's only been like in that. there for about six games, and you can't do that to Joe Adele. Yeah, and Taylor Ward 
needs his at-bats. Hunter Renfro needs his at-bats. So I think you got to let this guy cook in the minor leagues. He's getting acclimated to being a major league ball player. And I think the biggest thing, Johnny, it'd be great to see him in the major leagues. I don't disagree with Dave on that. However, I think Joe Adele needs consistent scenery. He mm-hmm. needs to know where he's going to be, when he's going to be there every single day. And I think that that's actually going to help him because Renfro's not on this team next year. And yeah. perhaps Joe Adele is our right fielder or left fielder next season. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you and I saw that Joe Adele was a good right fielder last year and not a great left fielder, now he's got a 1,000 fielding percentage in left field. He's had 28 tries and even two assists out there. Yeah. And so he's had 28 plays to make, and he's made them. And and that's really encouraging because he wasn't good in left field last season. Now, if they need his slugging bat, I mean, you really have to ask the question, what kind of bat do you need in this lineup right now? And I don't know that you need another slugger. Look, I will never turn down offense. But what I think I'm trying to get at here is that Taylor Ward, Zach Neto is kind of that leadoff type who are going to take pitches and go deep into counts. And Joe Adele, by all accounts, has... You know, a 12% walk rate, a 399 on base percentage. Ward right now is at a 325 on base percentage and only a 10% walk rate. Yeah. And so, you know, you could make the case for Joe Adele to come up. I just think that you let him cook, you let him get right, you let him be a stud, and let him get his confidence back. Yeah, there was another question about Joe Adele and if we should trade him for Araldus Chapman. So just for kicks and giggles, Johnny, I put that in the trade simulator uh-huh. and it actually was successful. And what they said wow. was that the Angels actually would benefit from that according to the numbers that they give Araldus Chapman versus Joe Adele. Uh, Araldus is actually having a, a a pretty decent year, kind of a comeback year, right? Yeah, the questions from Angel on Twitter and Keo Chan on YouTube, they were asking about getting a Raldis Chapman and, and Perry Manassian saying they can never have enough good pitchers. Uh, if the answer is yes, would they be willing to trade uh, for Joe Adele or other minor leaguers? Here's, here's my thing, Mike. He's yes. By all accounts, his percentile rankings this year are much improved over what they were last year. Average exit velocity, 96 percentile, uh, the hard hit percentage. He's not getting hard hit at all. He's in the 83rd percentile. He's got a, he's in the 97th percentile and strikeout percentage. So Raldis Chapman is having a very good, successful year. But I took a look at his game logs. He's got one save, mm-hmm. four holds, meaning that he got through clean innings. He yep. didn't give anything up. He's got two losses, including a blown save. Uh, and I think just breaking news is that he gave up a run and, and the White Sox tied the game. Scott Barlow, who's their closer, came in and kept it tied. And then the Royals came back on, on Thursday. And... All of that to say, his success has come in the seventh and eighth innings. Half of the games the Royals have won and half the games the Royals lost. Nine of his 16 games have been in the seventh or eighth inning. He's not closing. And again, Scott Barlow is their closer. Remember what happened to Rysel Iglesias when we traded him? People remember, oh, look at him. He's doing so great in Atlanta and he wasn't doing great for us. But he wasn't closing games. And it's a whole different kind of situation when you have a guy pitching in the eighth inning versus the ninth. Now, it doesn't mean that Chapman wouldn't be a great setup guy. I think that that would be really helpful. But one year at the cost of somebody that you're really excited about or trying to build their confidence back up, that is a interesting. It makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah. But it really depends on what the Royals want and need. And, and here's the thing. Three of their top prospects are outfield guys, so mm-hmm. they don't need another Joe Adele. They got three pitchers. They got three infielders and one catcher. So their top 10 prospects are pretty 
spread out in terms of needs and positions on the field. Hey, Mike, Lisa Turk on Twitter had a question about the new reliever Reyes Moranta, and the Angels just signed him to a minor league deal. She said, good or dumpster dive? Need a deep dive on this one. <laughs> All right, Lisa, buckle up, nerd. Here we go. Uh, he came up with the Giants and uh, from 2017 to 2021, had an ERA between two and three as a reliever. Mm-hmm. He did have shoulder surgery. He mm-hmm. split time with the Dodgers and the D-backs in 2022. He played in Mexico this year and had a 2.35 ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a four-seam fastball that hits about 95. He's got a slider and a changeup. In 2022, his average exit velocity, hitters getting hits off of him or making contact, was 86 miles an hour, so a lot of soft contact. Mm -hmm. His expected numbers are better than how he performed. Uh, The expected batting average was 186. The actual batting average was 240. The expected ERA was 3.27. The actual ERA was 4.3. It's a a depth move with Loop and Warren and Quejada all hurt. And so I think it's a good depth move and somebody that we can bring up maybe to fill in some innings. I don't think it's going to be somebody that we're going to rely upon heavily though. Yeah, maybe another like Davinsky kind of move, just having that guy there. Hey, for uh, C. LeBrun on YouTube, frequent commenter do we need to trade for additional pitching with the injuries we have in the bullpen and for Suarez well I think the Angels still have some in-house options uh, and these free agents options like they did with Maranta and and you can go to that before you have to do anything drastic I think July slash the trade deadline is when they'll start to consider moving their own minor league pieces for ready now talent that can help them get to the playoffs I think right now is a little bit too much of a, of a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think that there's a lot of options in the minor leagues, and I think that that's where you look first before you actually look outside of the organization. If it's outside of the organization, I think you go after some really big arms because you want to be competitive in August and September and get to the playoffs. Joey Inglace on Twitter, he said, is it possible the six-man rotation is the reason why our pitching has been so inconsistent mm. over the last few seasons? Mike, what do you think? I, I think the Angels have struggled with a five-man rotation over the last decade. <laughs> yes. So um, I think that this move to a six-man thing isn't just an, an Angels thing. It seems to be other teams are doing the yes. similar thing. I think Padres, this, is the, Astros. this is the new uh, opener move, right? Like you right. have an opener and then you have somebody come in after it's that. The new shift. This is the new shift. And I think that the Angels are just trying to figure out who it is that they can bring in. And, and Griffin Canning is, quote-unquote, that sixth starter, but he's actually mm-hmm. been pretty good for us, right? Yeah, he's been the fifth in my book. And yeah. here's the other thing. Pitchers are going to have to adjust uh, to the new rules. Like we mentioned yesterday, it's pitching has more difficult this season because they made it more difficult. And I think if we're patient with our pitchers, they're going to come around. Now, listen to this. Speaking of pitch clock and pacing and timing, seven out of the 162 games last year for the Angels were two hours and 30 minutes or under. Hmm. This year, they've already had nine of those 38 games they've played. Dang two hours and 30 minutes or less. So it's it's an adjustment period. They've already played more games this year than last year that are under two and a half hours. And so the game and the pacing, the bigger bases, all of that has really sped things up for our pitching. And I think they still need time to adjust. Angel fans, today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. With the Game Time app, you can buy tickets for all the sporting events, music, comedy, and even theaters. And it's fast and easy. This app offers great deals on last-minute tickets and gives their best price guarantee. On the Game Time app, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. 
You can see the image of where your seat is before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can discover the lowest price guarantee and even get event cancellation protection. Uh, tickets are sent directly to your phone. They don't go to an email. You don't have to dig through your emails or check your junk email and wonder where it's at. Uh, grab tickets right now without all the stress with the Game Time app. You can download that app right now, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account and redeem with this code Locked On MLB twenty dollars off for your first purchase. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Okay, Mike, we got one more voicemail for today's segment. Here we go. Hey, Mike and John, this is David from Arizona. Um, I need some optimism for our Angels. Uh, I started the season with, you know, tons of hope. And it's weird, even though our record isn't terrible, I'm having a hard time having optimism looking forward in the season. Our starting pitching has not been super great um, the last uh, couple weeks. It uh, seems like the, the depth is good-ish, but, like, with the Rocky bullpen, starters not being great. Um, and when Trout and Otani seem to not be crushing it, seems like the, the the offensive depth may not be great either. So I don't know. Give me some optimism. Is this is this what our team is about 500, or is there hope to uh, to get a winning record and potentially make a playoff spot? So yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate y'all. Talk to you later. That was our good buddy David Brun from Arizona, a good friend in real life and a fan of the show. Also in real life, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> David, you've come to the right place, my yes. friend. The fact that yes. you need some hope for this team. I think I can answer your question about needing some hope. This is good. And, and provide you some hope. Yep. And it comes from our friend Classic Cards on Twitter, at Classic Cards. You guys got to follow Classic Cards. Great Twitter follow. Now listen to this. The Baltimore Orioles, just trying to save time, they're 24 and 13 as of the uh, the tweet They have a 4.33 ERA and a 7.52 OPS. The Angels, at the same time, 20 and 18. And guess what, Mike? They have a 4.22 ERA and a 7.51 OPS. The Angels and Orioles' surface-level batting and pitching stats are very close. Both are now at 4.24 ERA and a 7.50 OPS. The big difference, Classic Cars says, Classic Cards, not Cars, um, (laughs) The big difference here is that the Orioles lead MLB in double plays with 42. Yep. The Angels have 25. The Orioles have made 17 errors to the MLB leading Angels' 28. That tells me everything I need to know about this team right now and why they can be better than they actually have been on the field so far, right? Defense. It's It's defense. defense. It's the defense. And as you said earlier in the show, that's fixable. It's yeah. easily fixable. Keep your head down. I want to see the top of your cap. That glove goes all the way to the ground, right? <laughs> yes. Don't look up until you have the ball in your glove. It's it's easily fixable, and these angels actually could be really successful if they tweak it just a bit on defense. John, speaking of uh, good friends of the show and good friends in real life, Justin Saunders had a hey. question on YouTube. He said, do you think catchers have an advantage in seeing pitches as a batter Better. Better. Uh, they see pitches every single day. Perhaps uh, Maldi, who hit a home run off of Shohei the other day, yeah. saw a pitch that he knew from Shohei and he ripped it. I mean, he caught for Shohei while he was on the Halos. Do you think there's something there or is he overthinking it? What do you think, John? I, I Honestly, I think the if there's anybody in the game who can know what pitchers are going to do well and see the ball well, it's going to be a catcher. And Maldonado is a professional. I know he's not a great hitter, 
and he's never seen the pitch that Shohei threw him, which was that sweeper. But I think he can get into the mindset of any pitcher. And yeah, he did catch Shohei. That was about 2018. So it's been a very long time. Yeah. And they're good buds still, right? You see them yakking it up at the at the plate and whatnot. Right. But I, I do think that there's a point there in that it maybe it's not Maldonado knowing Shohei and his repertoire, but just as a catcher being able to recognize what's coming. And again, that was that sweeper was served up on a silver platter. Uh, Maldonado could have hit that. Anybody could have hit that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was a cookie. Uh, speaking of catching, John, Andrew from Twitter asked a question about the pitch mix. He actually really appreciated our conversation about that. He said, any thoughts on whether the catching situation could be playing a role as well in effectiveness for the starting pitching and effectiveness for the bullpen? What are your thoughts? I r- think that Andrew is right on the money here because if you think about like Shohei Otani, we talked about his first five starts being successful his last three him struggling giving up the home runs ohapi caught him in starts one through four mike wallet caught him in starts five six and seven and the start five was scoreless but the thing about ohapi was that he has incredible lateral side to side movement behind the dish that keeps the ball from getting away it stops past balls it stops wild pitches there's plenty of times where you see logan reaching out with everything that he has to catch something that would have gone to the backstop. And that honestly gives pitchers the chance to take a risk and throw something running away from a hitter or running away from the center of the zone to get them to chase. And trust to me is the biggest thing a pitcher needs to have in their catcher. They can take risks. They know that their catcher is going to have them behind the plate. I miss Ohapi because he's so young and he moved back behind the dish so well in ways that we have not seen in a very long time. Speaking of catchers, Mike, Ethan Dupree on Instagram said, what value does Oki bring to the team over the next few games? And when Stassi eventually comes back, what will his role be since Wallach and Thice are hitting so well recently? Well, Oki's going to have probably one more opportunity to catch before Wallach comes back. Uh, I think, I think that Thice will probably go Friday, Saturday, and then maybe Oki's going to go on Sunday. Uh, Wallach is cleared to return on Monday. Um, I think that Stassi brings a veteran presence. Uh, he's obviously bring, bringing a really hot bat lately. Um, but I think deciding between who stays and who goes, Oki's going to be going to be sent back down. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to go with Wallach and with Thais. Um, I, I think, I think honestly, those are the two guys that you want up here. And it, as you just talked about Logan Ohapi, it makes me hate injuries because that yeah. guy, that guy was a game changer behind the plate. Like that guy was just a leader behind the plate. And that's yeah. what we're missing. Chad Wallach, I think has some of those intangibles. Thice, I think is just an offensive guy trying to find a position on the field. Yeah. Also, if Stassi comes back and then you have this decision of Stassi and Wallach and Thice, I feel like it's going to be Wallach going down because Stassi and him are kind of the same dude. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Um, I would hate to lose Wallach, but I think that he would accept an assignment back to the minor leagues. I think that he would have to go through waivers since he doesn't have options. Vice is somebody that they want to keep around. So um, I I imagine you're kind of getting the same dude in Stassi and Wallach. However, Wallach's bat has been awesome. So something happens when he comes to the major leagues, he turns yeah, it on. And, and, and you know what? We, we want Stassi to feel better. I know he's had the hip issue, certainly going through a lot of personal issues right now. Um, I think having Wallach and Thice on this team is a very good thing right now. And they've been very capable. Um, I think you let that play out. We don't know when Stassi is going to come back. It seems like it's inevitable that he will, 
but who knows? So as long as they're able to roll with Wallach and, and Thais right now, I think that's the way to go. However, when Stassi comes back, and if there's like a, a crunch on the catching situation, my guess would be that Wallach is the one who's sent back down. We appreciate you making Locked on Angels your first listen today. Now, remember, the Angels do play the Guardians today at 410 Pacific Time. Uh, you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, and you can just search Angels to find the game. Get at us at Locked on Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Nobody bother me this weekend, though, because I'm going to be watching baseball and playing the new Zelda game on my Switch. Nobody talk to me. <laughs> Way to go, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I got to go and see Mom on Sunday. So that will be oh, the Oh, yeah, only there's exception. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? Well, uh, as we mentioned, they're playing the Guardians today and this weekend, and so we're going to give you all the recap on yeah. Monday. We're going to talk about Tyler Anderson's start, and hopefully he can cut down on the walks and really pay attention to how this offense comes through. The thing that we'll really focus on on Monday is how'd they do defensively? Did they hurt mm-hmm. themselves or did they actually help themselves? This is a team against the Guardians. This is a team that we could we could take two out of three, possibly even sweep, and this mm-hmm. would be an opportunity to do it this weekend. So we'll talk all about that on Monday on Locked on Angels. All right, y'all. We hope you have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there or somebody that you consider mom or the mom in your life, the mom figure in your life. Uh, we, We celebrate you and we're thankful for you. We hope that you'll join us again on Monday. Until then, my name is John and that's my brother Mike. My name is Mike and that's my brother John. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked on Angels and we'll see you back here on Monday.